It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, episode number five, Empathize Always. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. So glad you could be with uh, me this morning, and uh, here in the month of June, I hope that you are balancing a little bit of relaxation with productivity. I'm sure that you are. No, I'm kidding. Get get plenty of rest. But I will tell you, I am such a terrible, terrible, uh, have-to-get-it-done kind of person. I know that seems kind of backwards from what we normally say, but I, I do wish on a lot of days that um, I could... I could have a little bit of procrastination in my blood because I'm 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 sure that would help me balance uh, a little bit uh, better in my work life balance, which is always a struggle for teachers. And plus, if you're always working to get ahead, uh, you end up doing extra work right before you die, right? So I, I do wish that um, I, I could mix in a little bit of procrastination, uh, but I am trying to get a little bit of relaxation in as I'm also splitting my day trying to work on next year. And like I said, rejuvenating my career creativity and doing those kinds of things as I uh, work to get better and better each and every single day that I am able to do just that. Uh, you know, I also wanted to say this. I, I, I've i told you several times, I know I certainly told you in the introduction of this particular podcast, I, I've said that I, I really don't edit, really I don't edit anything. I don't go back and uh, redo podcasts or anything like that. And again, it's not because I don't care about my audience. You guys are number one. I've said that to you before. Uh, but the truth is, I just want to come across as authentic as I possibly can. And that's that's a primary goal of mine. Uh, but that doesn't mean I don't go back and listen. Because, again, I, I do try to listen to previous episode or episodes as I'm preparing the current episode. And, you know, I'll catch myself saying things on accident or like mis- mispronouncing words or getting off on a tangent I don't mean to get off on. And so, uh, you know, I, I end up going, ooh, cringe moment. And last week I used the word pervase, for example. Uh, and the word is pervade when you are talking about things that spread. And I was talking about doing no harm and talking about you can really I said the word pervades, but I meant you could really pervade some incredible uh, stuff to your kids if 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 you if you use those three filter questions uh, that I was referencing last week. <clears throat> you know, trying to uh, make the point that you know if you use those three filter questions, you know, how does this benefit the learning? How does this benefit the personal relationship with the student? And how does this help the student grow? If you filter everything through those things. Uh, you're going to be in good shape in the classroom and really pervade a positive uh, attitude to all of your kids throughout your process. And I meant to say pervade, and I said pervase, but anyway. And 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 as I was listening, I was like, "Ooh, I don't want people come thinking, wow, he he really doesn't know any vocabulary." But again, I, I have a rule, and that's that I'm not going to to edit because I want the authentic, genuine experience of who I am as a person. And that's why I'm sitting here and I'm being, and that edit rule is being tested as I'm, as I'm sitting here talking to you today, because my neighbor uh, is literally doing his lawn right now. So there's a little bit of mowing and I heard a blower going a minute ago. And, and, and then at the same time, my lamp that sits on my desk where I record my podcast and in most cases, uh, started smoking. And so, and my dog's outside trying to move around the living room. So I have, um, I have, I'm, I'm getting tested on that editing rule. And all, also, I'm a little bit hoarse this morning. I'm recording it in the morning and I was doing a little bit of tutoring the last couple of days and had one kid that, uh, 
Uh, well, he, he had some, some sinus, he says, sinus, sinus infection, and all of a sudden I come down with hoarseness and all that stuff, and the weather's changing and raining, and so it just, it just, I'm getting tested. So I apologize if I sound a little bit like that, but I, again, I do want the authentic uh, experience of who I am. Just like in the classroom, uh, you're getting exactly what they get, and that means mispronounced or misspoken words uh, included. So, uh, Again, I'm so glad that you are here uh, to listen to episode number five, which is empathize always. You know, this is something that I, it can it can come across as sort of theoretical, uh, meaning hanging out in the theory versus the more practical. But I'm going to try to do a little bit of both. And when I talk about theory, I want to talk about the differences between apathy, sympathy and empathy. You can look these words up. Uh, we talk about in episode number one, when we talk about aiming to destroy apathy, we've all worked around a teacher that uh, just just doesn't have anything good to say. You know, they don't really respond emotionally to anything. They don't, they, they just kind of just close their minds off to change and close their mind uh, to, to just anything that doesn't necessarily uh, connect with them or directly affect them and that's just apathetic so if if you you need to look that word up you you go right ahead but i just described what that looks like in the education world apathy is poisonous and it has to be destroyed and i talk about it in episode one and destroying it in your kids but we also need to destroy it in our own minds as teachers you you don't really want to approach things from the apathetic standpoint meaning you know you're you you have to connect with your kids emotionally. You have to be able to connect with your colleagues emotionally uh, on, on a human level. You have to connect with them, and so apathy really has has no place in in, in the education business. You're not going to get very far uh, in in that kind of world. Now, what about sympathy? What about sympathy? Where, where does sympathy kind of fall in the realm? I mean, recognizing the feelings of others is a great thing, right? I mean, how can that be a bad thing? Well, it, it's not, but it, but when a teacher tends to have a sympathetic approach to how they deal with those around them, particularly with, with, with students, um, there could be an important consequence that maybe you don't consider, and that is understanding that Sympathy doesn't really require much of a personal investment. Um, it's not as effective as empathy um, because there, there's kind of this space. And, and, I, and I think we all probably know, I talked about the one apathetic teacher a minute ago. We probably all know a ton of, 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 of teachers that are so sympathetic to, to your calls, to those around them, or to you know the experience of your kids in the classroom. But sympathy... Um, it is about, you know, trying to get in that fix it mode. You know, I'm sympathetic. I'm going to fix your problem. I'm going to, um, I'm going to have pity. Well, that, that kind of stuff, those approaches, uh, really insert a lot of space between you and, 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 and whoever you're dealing with. And so a sympathetic approach, uh, might sound like a great idea and sympathy is appropriate in a lot of a lot of scenarios, you know, but ultimately it's just the, the approach itself of, of let me be savior. Let me be fix it. Let me be the person that you can always uh, come to uh, for pity and leaning on that, that there's a distance. 
uh, in that approach. And that can have unintended consequences that uh, I think if you do enough research onto the topic, uh, not that you'd have to do that to know this because we've all probably experienced some of those consequences, but sympathy uh, doesn't do that much to grow the relationship either, which is why empathy is much more powerful. It's more powerful because it's a personal investment. Uh, there is an intentional eff effort with, with empathy. There's an intentional effort to, to grow a relationship. How? Well, you experience concerns, issues with those having them, as opposed to simply sympathizing with them. And that is a much, much sounder approach because you kind of narrow that distance. And if you're thinking, well, well, well Matt, that, that's a lot of theory. I, I want to I challenge you with this for a second. In every population in the education system, you're dealing, well, let's talk about students first of all. You've got different socioeconomics, different demographic backgrounds. You've got all of this, uh, this diversity, folks who are good in math, folks who are not great in math, you know, folks that um, are athletes, folks that are not athletes, and, and everything in between. And so when you get into all of this diversity, it, it's it's better to build that relationship, but more importantly than even that is before you can actually develop a relationship is you've got to have some connection, some some ability to relate with, with, with that student. And so that's why empathy is a much much sounder approach. Let me give you a good example. I This happened, um, I'm losing track of years, but two or three years ago. And I was, it was, it was just a random day uh, in one of my classrooms. And, um, this, this young lady, she was, she, I, I, I hate to use this, 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 this cliche, but she was bent out of shape. I mean, she was, she was not happy. And I, I somehow managed to kind of get through the class with her without, you know, and, and, and got what I could out of her, but then I pulled her aside after class. And I said, let me ask you, I'm going to call her Amy just for the sake of, uh, of anonymity. Um, I said, Amy, what is going on with you? And, and she goes, well, Mr. Ramucci, I didn't get invited to a party that everybody's getting to go to. And of course, my first impression was you're letting, I was thinking this, I'd say this. I was sitting here going, are you telling me that you let your whole day, your whole morning, and and, and she would later tell me uh, in the conversation that she'd been dealing with this all weekend. And, and, and I was thinking, you let your whole day get ruined by the fact that you didn't, get invited to a party and, and surely not quote unquote, everybody was going to this party, like she said, but to her, it felt that way. And anyway, so I was sitting there going through that and this was all happening in a couple of seconds. That was my instant knee jerk reaction to her comment. And I'm like, how could you get so far, you know, down the, the rabbit hole of darkness in her mind over a party? And then I became a good teacher in like a three or four seconds you know, window. And that was to remember that taking an empathetic approach is much sounder. Um, you know, she doesn't, you know, have a mortgage. She doesn't deal with the problems in my world, but yet she deals with problems. And that's the level we could relate on. So even though this may seem like just another teenager problem that doesn't really matter to her in the, in her moment, in her world at this time, this was everything. 
So this had to get dealt with one way or the other. And when I say dealt with, I don't mean by me. You know, I'm not trying to fix it. And I can't fix this problem for her. But I can certainly empathize with it because even though we don't share the same kinds of problems all the time, some we do, but in most cases we don't, I could certainly empathize with her on the fact that, well, she has problems like I do. And these problems affect us as humans. And so instead of just shutting her down and saying, hey, it'll get better and taking the apathetic approach, you're sitting there saying, hey, let's let's let me give you some let me give you some some sympathy. Let me let me try to help you fix it, uh, which certainly gonna, wasn't going to work, particularly, you know, from from my background, that that's not something you know, I'm an expert in uh, anyway. And so that wasn't going to work. So instead, we talked it out and I became a sounding board. You know, I, I sat there and, and listened to her. I listened to her discuss why uh, she was unhappy, um, why it affected her. I reinforced the fact that, uh, you know, she's got so many incredible qualities uh, and, 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 that the, and I basically reinforced the idea that, you know, if she's upset, I'm there to support her. And truly, and, and this is, this is maybe completely separate from what I'm talking about, but this student didn't really perform at a level academically at a level that I thought in my classroom that I thought that that she had that, you know, I just had that feeling that 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 teachers have about a student underperforming and and she and she did. And and not only that, I really then this was earlier in the school year. So, you know, I'm still really, really focused as as I always am on building relationships. But uh, at that phase, phase, you're really instead of just kind of carrying a relationship, you really are in build mode. And, and so this was one that I was still working on trying to establish a connection so she would improve. Um, but she wasn't a high performer. But I saw this relationship after this conversation with her uh, really, really develop. And actually, we had a lot of fun that year. She just, um, she just really came into her own and uh, just, just did just amazing work for me and she would come to me when she had issues and um and come to me for good stuff like when she made the soccer team she was just absolutely ecstatic uh, about that and and she came to me and I was one of the first people she told and 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 I guess my point is is apathy certainly isn't going to do anything for this student sympathy saying oh it's going to be okay better days are ahead uh, or here's some ideas to fix it. You know, those those things insert that distance where she's the sufferer and I'm the fixer. And, and that doesn't really solve the problem. So instead, you take an empathetic approach. You become a sounding board. You you reinforce the strengths. The, you, you, you simply be there. And good things come out of those approaches. And this is just anecdotal, and I get that. But my point here is you can relate, which is important important for building any relationship, even at the most rudimentary, at the most basic of levels. And I've said this before, we're all humans, even at that level, we have the same experience. For example, we all go home and eat supper. 
we all, when we're really busy, uh, sometimes we, we we get a little bit stressed. We we say things in the heat of the moment. You know, we always do these things. There's some commonalities. There's some threads that bind us as humans. And if you connect at even that level, good things can happen. And in the case of this student, um, she she has since moved on and, and done really really good stuff in school. Going to med school actually. Um, and 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 just just I'm really excited about her future. And and again, it's it's fun to be a part of a student's journey. And this is just one tangible uh, example of where taking an empathetic approach is absolutely crucial. And and look, there are countless. You know, as as teachers, we face scenario after scenario uh, in the classroom, between the bells, uh, in the hallways, and everything in between. We just are constantly um, encountering. Scenarios that we definitely can't relate to. You ever had the kid that, for whatever reason, wants to, you know, lick the desk or punch the, you know, girl next to him or wants to say something that was completely just idiotic in the classroom, uh, you know, such as not related to content, but just decides wants to call somebody a name or um, is struggling from something just completely off the wall in our minds. And, and sometimes we struggle to relate to those things or we're, in worse, dismissive of those things because we're not living, you know, in their shoes. And and so that's where empathy comes in. You know, you got a kid, I, 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 I do a lot of math teaching, either through science or direct math tutoring. And I'm always trying to remember, you know, when I'm doing a math problem or a chemistry problem, the the problem and the the solution comes easy for me. And it's easy for a teacher to get frustrated or say things like, how do you not see this? Whether they think it or, or actually say it worse. Uh, you know, you've got to be empathetic. And you've got to live and walk with them through that battle. And if you do that, you're going to relate. You're going to build that relationship. And you're going to see just some really, really good stuff come come out of that. And so empathy is definitely an approach that has, uh, you know, I said I would mix theory and practical. Well, this is the practical. I have seen practical, you know, success out of this. And that's why I'm encouraging you to really spend some time instead of being dismissive or minimizing other people's problems or concerns or the challenge of, of the learning process take an empathetic approach and no matter what somebody comes to you you know it may seem like you know a teenager girl a teenage girl coming to a um you know a male teacher a male coach about you know a party may not be much to offer there but again as if you take an empathetic approach where it's about walking through a challenge with someone you get a lot further. Um, also, I, I want to say this as well. It, it would absolutely be a huge miss if I failed to mention the importance of empathy with your coworkers <laughs> and administrators or anybody else in the, uh, in the school community. You know, with your, with your, and I'll start with parents really uh, as, as obvious stakeholders and you know, your parents, again, I said this all the time, you're dealing with their most prized possession, you know, their, their their money, their children, uh, all of those. I didn't mean money, then children. You, both of them are important. Um, but their children are absolutely crucial. 
and 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 look, as a teacher, you're going to get blamed for everything from uh, the school's dress cl- dress code to why the school does this or from direct criticism of you and what you're doing in the classroom. And and while that's for most of us, a minority of our interactions with parents, uh, it does happen. And instead of getting all mad and upset and wanting to uh, go over there and let the air out of their tires or firebomb them in an email, uh, I, I would encourage you to take a step back and go, okay, this is somebody's kid. What if it was my kid? This is somebody's money. What if it was my money? Uh, and, and, and give them a little grace. Uh, and, and, and then walk through empathetically a situation with them. It's okay. Uh, it's it's going to be all right. Uh, and again, just just try to remember that not everybody's going to think you're fabulous. And that's that's not a crime. Uh, and if you're lucky, uh, you won't get a you know, 300 page thesis in an email describing how terrible you are uh, as, as you know. But if it does happen, just just remember, just remember these are parents and it's OK. I'm going to survive. Try not to let them kill your joy or uh, have you forgetting to value the victories. Okay? It's going to be okay. And and look, I'll be honest with you. When conflict does arise, just by being empathetic, and, and this is real, out of, let's say, five situations that come up you know, in whatever time frame, in the majority of those cases, four out of five for me, I can end up growing a relationship through conflict uh, by utilizing empathy. Um you know, being able to empathize. Well, I understand. I can see that that would be frustrating for you. Uh, blah 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 blah. You know, you have to you have to empathize, and and genuinely mean it. Don't 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 just be fake customer service. You, you really need to empathize with 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 their plight and with with where they're coming from. Uh, no matter how ridiculous it is, you you need to empathize. Okay, it's okay uh, to empathize with somebody who's completely wrong. And you know they're wrong. The whole world can know they're wrong. You still should empathize with them. Okay, walk with them through the conflict, and there will be resolution hopefully on the other side. Uh, but ultimately, they have to walk to that resolution. They have to want that resolution. And again, don't put the burden of being a savior and a fixer on you. That's not what empathy's about. That's sympathy. Don't 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 be that. You know, and be a resource. Sure. You know, if you can't solve a problem uh, that because it's not in your wheelhouse or it's not what you're assigned to do, be a resource and, 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 and defer them to somebody that can. Take the empathy approach, and that is really, really important with parents. Parents will appreciate that in most cases, uh, and, and it just makes your life so much better uh, as a teacher. Um, But again, teachers that you work with, administrators that you work for, it's the same thing. Look, we talk about diversity in the classroom. Well, look, the diversity on your your staff uh, is amazing too. And we're not just talking about socioeconomics and demographics here. Some teach math, some coach baseball, some uh, you're, are going to be A-type personalities. Others are going to be that awesome, inventive group work project creating teacher that can always come up with the most amazing activities that you are way envious of. And so there's all of this diversity. Uh, and, and I'll and I'll tell you from my perspective, I already mentioned to you that I am a go-getter. If if I set a deadline for April 19th, I know that I really want it April 15th. And most of the people that work for me will tell you that's my personality. They know that already. Uh, but I have to do 
my own part and remember that that's a me thing. And so even though I want it earlier than the deadline, I can't hold everyone to that standard. You know, and there's some things that I like to think that I'm pretty good at and I can't hold colleagues to that standard just because I do them. Because there are certainly things that I am terrible at. Okay, and and, and so again, I want a little bit of grace. I want a little bit of empathy and that'll go a long way in, in, in happiness as well in education because everybody knows no matter how good your kids are, it's always the adults. If something's going to get messed up, it's usually the adults that do it. And so, you know, you can quickly poison a workplace or be unhappy with a workplace if you've got a lot of uh, folks who don't really do a lot of empathy or if you sit there and focus on uh, the one that that makes your day really a lot more difficult. You know, don't spend your time with energy vampires. Don't spend your time worrying about those things. Empathize, move on. That's my best advice to you. You will be so, so much happier. Um, and, and, and just remember that if you go and approach each day with with empathy, you're, you're just going to find just the ability for you to really, 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 truly have a new perspective on not only the conflicts, but just the experience that you're picking up along the way. And and that sounds kind of hokey, but what I mean by that is looking at things from a fresh perspective and walking through something with others uh, gives you a lot of perspective on life. And I, I just would encourage you to remember that. And, and instead of taking, as I said, the burden of trying to fix everything, instead take the burden of simply being there for somebody else can go a long way. The value of just two-way communication, the value of building a relationship, I I just cannot uh, overstate that enough. It is so, so very important. So again, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Hopefully you got something out of, of today's episode. Always, always, always empathize. Be here next week for episode number six forgive yourself so important Uh, remember to like comment and subscribe or buy the books on amazon.com have a wonderful week